Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Back in the back, Gabe. It's kind of handy when you go fishing out back in the quad and then you just drive the quad right into the shop and get out of your waders and get out of your, get out of all your wet shit. Fish rope stinking clothes in here instead of going to the house. There's a lot of people here, man. There's a lot of people here. Looking for truth. It's funny how, uh, I don't know why it seems, a lot of people seem to, they feel they need to report to me when people are slandering me online somewhere. <laughs> Such a waste of time. It's funny, we've seen a couple examples a couple days ago with screenshots and shit. It's amazing what some people's brains tell them what to do when they wake up in the morning, isn't it? Some of the amazing things that people's minds can come up with and spew up their publicly is pretty crazy. I could probably sue the ass off of a handful of people right now, knowing how the law works now, but whatever. I do have a, there's a certain group that published a whole pile of real nasty, absolute slanderous stuff on a website about me years back. And um, I know I got them by the balls, it's just a matter of getting around to it, but I am definitely gonna, I'm gonna break their bank accounts when I get in the right mood. I gotta get in the right mood to fight, right? Me and Dave Plattis spoke quite a bit last night. <laughs> he likes to ground me down and bring me down to the <laughs> using my brains instead of my emotions, which is good. You always gotta have your friends tell you to smarten up, right? If you're getting a little hot. It's not hard to get hot these days for a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there that get hot for some of the damnedest, stupidest things. It's pretty crazy. But anyway, no fish today. The river rose. It rained so hard last night. It was absolutely unbelievable. And um, so I brought the river up at least a foot in height. And that's a foot too much. Because I would have, yesterday when I was out in the middle of the river, I figured I could just possibly get across. This one route around that big open water on the bend where I could just get across in the boulders and get the other side of the river yesterday. But uh, the that big boulder behind where I sit in the quad and, and share all of your emails. Uh, there's about a foot of water over top of that sucker <laughs> today. So I ended up going back up the river and through the camera a few times to try to get used to my single, single action reel some more. But anyway, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get some, some voices heard right now. Enough talking about me. And it's funny, uh, there's a lot of people a lot of people wonder why there's so many people here. And you notice over the, in the, for the past while too, there's a lot of crazy, crazy egomaniacs that were uh, originally, um, apparently, quote, making a name for themselves or whatever by utilizing the subject. And um, obviously, uh, you imagine what it must feel like to think, to think you're some kind of a special person when it comes to knowledge on these beings and what goes on in the forest. And then all of a sudden some, some asshole hunting guy comes up and starts flinging shit around. 
and uh, all of a sudden the, the following absolutely explodes to about a hundred times larger than the followings that all those previous people ever had. It must suck when you're an egomaniac. Control freak to have that happen, it's right out of your control. It's kind of amusing for me to watch, but in, for all of, for anybody out there who possibly wants to create something that shares knowledge with the people, what I have come to learn is, is the second you make it about you, and the second you try to try to to have everybody focusing on you, that's where you lose. And all the all of the past so-called big names in in this topic and in many other topics have proven that. They've proven it clearly, right? The second you make it about you, the second you make it about what you want to talk about, what you want people to say, and what you want people to not say. That's when you fail. That's when you fail fiercely. And um, the only reason why this channel, if, if a channel's success is considered to be the numbers, which I don't think it is, um, then I suppose then if it is that success you're after, you better start making about the people. That's the only way. Make it about the people. And everybody's equal. And you are not special. Everybody is. All right? Um, what do I think this true success is? I think the success is bringing truth to light and getting truth spread around as many freaking human beings as you can. And I think accomplishing that, then that is success. Then a channel like mine or other ones, then that is true success. By getting people to think what you want them to think, getting people to act the way you want them to act, that's an absolute fail. That's a failure. There you go. Alright, enough of me rambling about this shit, right? Let's get into it. I want to hear from people. And yesterday, there, I came across a, three in a row that were just really long, long emails. Where'd they go? Uh-oh, I might have lost them. Well, if I find them, if I find them again, I find them again. Let's start with this one right here. This is titled, Is Bigfoot My Cousin? It's a different title. Already read. I see. I have a question that I don't think has been asked. We all have heard about the DNA that has been found when the sh when found that shows them having an unknown father and a human mother, but no one asks about the mother. If we have the mitochondrial DNA of the mother, that means we can find out who she was related to. We live at a time of Ancestry.com and 23andMe which means we can trace the mother's heritage and possibly pinpoint a missing 411. This opens up endless possibilities. If there are any members of the round table of truth can help us figure this out, let's get it done. We can start with DNA samples that have already been processed, processed and build upon those with newly collected samples. This opens up so many options. How many different ethnicities have they bred with? How many of us have a Bigfoot cousin? How how far, can we how far can we trace this back? Right now, Steve, my brain is firing on all 12 cylinders and my foot is on the gas. I can hardly type fast enough to keep up with my thoughts. I'll end this here with one last thought. Humans can only breed with other humans to produce offspring. Humans cannot have offspring with any ape or monkey. This leaves only one option. They are human. Thanks for all you do, Sean Broom or Brome. Sean, thank you. And thank you for getting, getting everybody's brain 
ripping. And uh, whatever you come up with or learn, make sure you get back to us and share with us, all right? I'm definitely not the DNA guy. But there's many people that are, and they are here. I think everybody's here, aren't they? All right, what do we got? This looks like a book, so I'm going to go for it. Type it as marked as red. Upstate New York. First Chief, obviously a great guy, and I feel right at home listening to you. Radiate authenticity and authenticity and frank honesty. What you're doing embodies the new paradigm of human nature. We will not tolerate lies anymore. The false system that has got us here is a crutch that no longer serves humanity and it's plain to see from any angle. Hear, hear. Thank you for those words. My story. I recently started renting an overgrown apple orchard on a hill in the middle of an old growth forest. I used to rent this land about 15 years ago and live there with some friends. I've got big homesteading plans, but that's a different topic. I'm just south of the Mohawk Valley, which is south of Adirondack Park. I see you struggle with this word. It's easy. Adirondack. Adirondack. <laughs> Let me say it faster. Adirondack. <laughs> it's an Iroquois word for the Algonquin people of the region, and it means bark eater. And it's also one of the oldest mountain ranges on the planet with the oldest exposed bedrock. A bark eater, that could be a uh, porcupine or a wintering moose back there. There's a small cabin with a deck that faces south. I've always had a powerful sense not to go on the back side of the cabin. And for all the time I've spent in this place, I never have. The other night I was gathering branches to cut for firewood. I had my back to the cabin and all of a sudden it felt like my head was a bell and something rang it. I've had ringing in my ears. This was way different, more intense. My vision was affected as well, and it wasn't just blurry, but had a psychedelic element, like everything was fractals connected. Like everything was fractals connected. F-A-R-C-T-A-L-S, connected. I immediately turned to the place behind the cabin and used my concentration to block the sensation. It clearly was coming from this area. I don't have any reason to suspect it was a Sasquatch, but something is there that's always watching. It doesn't feel unsafe to me, but I don't have bad intentions. I'm going to try to make friends with this presence. Why not, right? We both live here and humans are boring most of the time. Over the summer and, and a few hills, over the summer and a few hills, there is a gorge. Over the summer and a few hills, there is a gorge. The Frankfurt Gorge where I heard some very unusual noises that reminded me of Jurassic Park. Something very large that flies, spends time in that gorge. The walls of the gorge are steep shale and not safe to, to traverse. There are some small caves that would probably make a nice nest for such a creature. I've heard low growls from the ground and screeching from the sky that is not any bird I know of. It sounds like the noises that a ve velo Velociraptor, Velociraptor, Velociraptor from the JP movie. Now you really nailed me with the pronunciations today, aren't you? I've seen, but I've felt its presence in the sky around sunset on several occasions. I haven't seen it, but I've felt its presence in the sky around sunset on several occasions. Spent time in this area because my mom lives there. These events make my hair feel like wire, as you say, and I feel completely unsafe. Otherwise, I feel fine in my mom's. 
She lives, she's lived there for about 10 years. And I never had any strange experiences until this year at this location. I had a few this summer. Back to the land I'm renting. The most vivid memory I have from the past in this place was from early morning on the deck. I noticed a huge wolf. It had to have been three and a half, four feet tall at the shoulders. It was the biggest, longest dog I've ever seen. It might have been seven, eight feet long from nose to tail, reddish brown, fur lean. It was walking out of the forbidden area, headed south. I shouted, hey, at it about, at it, but it didn't react to my presence in any way. It just kept its head down and continued south at a leisurely pace. I never saw it again. I don't have any direct Sasquatch experiences, but I spent most of my adult life living in vehicles life living in vehicles, riding bikes, and working on farms, outside a lot. I'm as comfortable in the woods as anyone, and familiar with the darkness and animal sounds. I've seen too many things in the sky that don't make sense if your head is in the sand. It's hard for me to disconnect Sasquatch from any other phenomenon. Personally, I think they are the native people of this planet, and we're a hybrid of them and some space-faring people who simply want mineral resources and are using methods beyond human comprehension to acquire them. Our whole human civilization has only grown into what is by the influence of beings that clearly have a greater future planning abilities than humans. Clearly have far greater future planning abilities than humans. None of our technology would exist if man were left to his own means. We humans are the experiment. Commodities, livestock, tools. After having spent too much time and consideration on this email, I'm realizing that it's highly unlikely that anyone's making up the experiences they're sharing here. You'd have to have serious mental problems, even to spend the time it takes to write down a fake story. I've always noticed that some people just aren't aware of certain things around them, and I get ridiculed for having milder opinions than the existence of Sasquatch. My theory is that tap water, fluoride, inhibits sensory-related abilities and are not special skills for mammals in general, oh, this face fur is itching. Well, you guys do it. Sarah makes me keep growing this shit. <clears throat> Sorry. My theory is the tap water, fluoride, inhibits sensory related abilities that are not special skills for mammals in general or any living creatures for that matter, i.e., intuition and mind speak. Most of my friends who share my perspectives coincidentally don't drink the municipal water. I notice that the people who are in fear can't let me finish a thought. They talk over me and parrot media talking points. I wish I knew how to break that spell. If I find out, I'll be sure to share. I could go on for days with ESP experiences, UFO sightings, and other thoughts, but I'm thinking I'm rambling, so I'll end it here. But I want to thank you again, Steve, for being so righteous, and I want to thank everyone else here for all the puzzle pieces. The veil is falling away, and we will all know the truth soon enough. Thank you, Nathan. Say it if you like. <laughs> Nathan, thanks, man. Keep digging. Keep digging, keep learning, and keep sharing, and don't let anybody talk over you. Just wait till they finish and continue talking no matter what. What I would do, anyway. Sometimes I gotta go down through an email to see if it actually is somebody's experience that needs to be shared, you know, because that's what I'm after. A lot of people wanna just talk, rant, What do we got here? Australian Yowies. Mark, this is red. There's a lot of shit going on in Australia, as most of you know. A lot of people in Australia listening to this channel. 
G'day Steve, every Aboriginal tribe on the east coast of Australia had a different name for these beings. Tribes in my area know them as the Junjaran or Duliga. Excuse me, my first encounter was three years ago in the New South Wales Central Highlands. A mate and I were camped in a large clearing along a storm creek. The first night was uneventful, plenty of kangaroos, wallabies, rabbits, and possum around. Night two, no wildlife. At about 10 p.m., something was throwing heavy timber around about 200 meters down the creek. Anyone who has heard large logs bouncing off rocks would recognize this instantly. This went on for five minutes, and we both said, what the up is that, before jumping into our swags. I think I might have read this, but we'll see. Night three, early dinner. My mate was in his swag asleep by 8 p.m. It's definitely quiet. No wildlife again. Two minutes later, it begins. I can't say I felt threatened or scared, but this vocalization started in the creek. The only thing I compare it with was the old samurai movies, except it was like there were three pitches all being vocalized at once. It only lasted for 15 seconds, but I strained my ears to hear more. None came. I didn't sleep much that night. Night four, all the wildlife had returned. My second encounter is ongoing and borders on harassment. I have a large council reserve 15 minutes from my home. It covers approximately 10 square kilometers of parklands and areas of dense bushland and is locked to the public dust. You can actually see the Sydney CBD from right there at night. Due to work and family commitments, my only time I can go there, coin detecting, is after 8 p.m. I always have the feeling of being watched here. Some nights way worse than others, and you always knew it was going to be one of those nights when all the possums were high in the trees instead of digging grubs in the ground. Hmm. Back in April, I was detecting opposite a large area of coastal palms and tea tree. It was close to midnight when my ears lit up with this ultra-high pitched frequency. I could hear it rattling my brain. I froze and said out loud, that shit won't work on me. I must have pissed Dulaga right off because he struck a tree so hard, I actually ducked. I'm 6'5", 250 pounds, and there's no way I could make a noise like this tree strike. I walked out fast and didn't go back for three weeks. The next few times I did your trick, Steve, and I said out loud, I'm here to find some coins, I don't want to film you, and I'll leave you in a few hours. It seemed to work until three weeks ago. All was good until about 11 p.m., then this long, drawn-out, feminine wail sent me power walking out. I can't go back now. My family and friends think I'm nuts. Even my own mom laughed when I told her. Thanks for letting me share, Adam. Adam, thanks for sending that in. And you know what? Um, if you want to get the last laugh with the people that laugh at you in that experience, well, all you have to do is take them to that area, park, and then tell them to go walking in there in the darkness by themselves for an hour. <laughs> See what the reaction is. And then you'll find out their true demeanor when it comes to that topic. I've tried it numerous times. And 100% of the time, every person I've tried to do that to shits himself and says, uh -uh, no way, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, well, why not? There's nothing scary up there. What are you doing? Right? It's a joke, isn't it? If it's a joke, then how come you're not going in for that walk in the woods into where I heard that or seen that thing? Right? <laughs> Go ahead and try it. Or not. All right. What do we got? More. 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 I don't know what this is. Uh, all right. I'm not sure if this is an experience or not. All right. So we're going to go for it. There's two emails from the same person in here.
came from a Proton email as well, titled, Thank You. Thanks for helping the mass of people come out of their rut. It's more than just incidents people are sharing with you. It's the things that make them ask themselves if their mind is playing tricks on them. You're helping so many people by just letting them know that they are not alone. It is kind of hard to explain how big human-looking footprints are around a fire pit in a game shack. It's a one-hour drive from the last telephone pole to get to our place. I'm almost positive nobody can get there for a prank. Sure, anything's possible, but I have bothered someone to the point they're... But, if I have bothered someone to the point they're going to drive 16 hours and almost one hour down a shitty road that we can go through without two guys, that we can't go through without two guys and a chainsaw, they wouldn't be coming to play a trick. My brother and I almost kill each other getting in. Due to the bugs in late spring, if I either of us have bothered anyone that they would make that journey, I'm pretty sure they'd be coming to play a joke. Yes, Bigfoot prints. Still haven't seen them to this day, and I'm really on the fence about if I ever want to. I just, it's just too much of a haul to play a joke. All right. That's the first email. What do we got here? Oh, there's two emails stuck in here that are from the same person. Sorry, you guys. All right, this might be helpful. Steve, technical stuff to consider. I hope I don't clog the pipeline. First, thanks for what you do. You're my morning coffee buddy. I get bummed when you post in the afternoon. <laughs> thanks, man. Regarding the common and everything went completely silent stuff. Sound propagates through the atmosphere as alternating positive and negative pressure waves. Their frequency is limited by the MFP, mean free path, of air molecules. Many of these molecules are ions, which means they have an electric charge. Charged particles will align with electric fields. We live in a huge electric field. There is a 200 volt differential between the ground and six feet above the ground. I'm guessing that these beings have some way of manipulating the electric field local to themselves. And I'm also guessing that if they create a strong electric field that would have an impact on the air molecules enough to affect propagating sound. That's my guess. And it would be provable if someone stopping around in the bush carried a simple electric field meter, all the sounds would stop, check the meter. This would add one puzzle piece for sure. Also, I hesitate to mention this, but five or six years ago, I was westbound on I-90 in western Iowa, about 60 miles west of Des Moines. It was about 2 a.m., snow on the ground, and I just passed an on-ramp. On the shoulder to my right was a huge, huge black thing running westbound at 75 miles per hour. I went by it fairly quick, but it was moving right along. What the F? What, what the F? Was that a bear in Iowa? Now I wish I would have turned around and had a closer look. Anyway, I hope I didn't waste your time. Keep up the good work. I don't know if this fits in, but I have no problems ever being identified. Sincerely, Chuck from Chicago. Chuck, appreciate it, man. And uh, that is possibly a great email to share here because somebody who's, who's twigged on energy and electricity and exactly what you mentioned is probably either nodding yes or about to go get their meter and Somebody might be going to seek out one of those meters and take into the woods where they keep having everything go quiet, right? Thanks again, man. Be safe in Chicago. I hear there's a lot of lead flying around there.
I've flown into Chicago a couple times, but I've never actually been on my feet in the city. Here's another one. Child comes face to face with Sasquatch. Hi Steve, my experience happened back in the late 50s, early 60s. In Grant, in Grant County, Wisconsin at a place called Cox Hollow. There was a lake there we swam in and beautiful rock bluffs that I would climb onto to get a bird's eye view of the valley. At this point in time, the Patterson-Gimlin film was not in existence or anything else about the topic of Sasquatch. Well, one day I decided I would ride my bike to Cox Hollow to do some exploring. As I came to a bluff I had not been on before, I pulled over and got off my bike. I stepped through a barbed wire fence and began to assess the best way to top off the the best way to the top of the bluff. I got about 40 feet up and there was an outcropping about 9 to 12 inches wide that ran horizontal along the bluff. As I moved along the small trail chest facing the bluff, the trail started to turn in towards the bluff. As I moved five or six more feet, I came face to face with the creature standing in a cut block in the bluff. The creature was no more than an arm's length from me. Holy shit. It was slightly taller than me, had long black hair, shoulders wider than mine, and a face. It looked, it took a matter of two to three seconds till it growled at me. The growl was very low, but it did not vibrate in my chest. At this point, I turned and stepped off the bluff. As I was coming down the bluff, I grabbed onto trees to try to keep myself standing on the way down. The drop is about 70 degrees, and I was thinking about that barbed wire fence at the bottom of the bluff. Well, I made it to the bottom on my feet, but I could not stop quick enough and hit the fence and went through it. Oh! I stood up and looked up the bluff to see if the creature was after me. It was no place to be seen. I checked myself for cuts and blood from the impact with the fence and there was none. I then jumped on my bike and got the hell out of there. Now I know you, now I know you want more details about the creature's face, eyes, hair, and on and on. Well, I have to stress that this arm's length creature did not last more than five seconds, if that, and my being, and me being in, in my 70s doesn't help remember the encounter either. Now what do you suppose Cox Hollow is known as today? Why well, it's called Governor Dodge State Park. Steve about fell over when you read about a kid from Park Forest, Illinois that was on a school field trip and was separated by the class by an encounter from the class by an encounter. Well, I lived across the street from where that happened. All of us kids were warned to stay away from that area because of strange things going on. And this was told to us a year or two before the kids encounter. I now live close to the Mobile Bay Tensaw River Delta in South Alabama. There's a swampy area north of the bay that covers around 375 square miles. Steve, I've been in the boat fishing and hit in the shoulder by a, what? Steve, I've been in the boat fishing and hit in the shoulder by a stick thrown from the bank. I've been whistled out along those fake, along with those fake owl calls, and I have photos of prints. Steve, feel free to use my name if you want. It's Mike Crawford. P.S. This is private for you, Steve. Alright, man. Mike Crawford, I actually uh, appreciate those kind words and I absolutely agree with what you said in that, in that ending statement to me. Absolutely agree. Who knows, maybe we'll get to chat one day. 
Thank you so much for that share. That is a very significant share considering it was right across the street from other, where other experiences came from, right? It's crazy, man. Alabama, I love that state. All right, here's another one. Happened to me is seven years old. Yeah, lots of kids, eh? A lot of kids. Imagine how many, how many children we're listening to. Hello, Steve. Sending prayers for Michelle. And I'm sure she appreci appreciates that. Man, I can't stop thinking about her. What's going to come, you know? It's so, so kind. So many people helped her. Thank for all you do. is very much appreciated. This happened to me in 1964 when I was seven. Our house was the last house on the edge of a small town in northwest Illinois. The creek ran behind her house, went to a deep timber with a swampy area. The timber went for miles. I've been sick and my mom had me sleep downstairs on the sofa to be closer to the bathroom. She felt the light. She left the light on in the bathroom. I was sleeping and woke up with a strange feeling. I looked towards the window behind the sofa and saw reddish amber eyes staring in. Now. The bottom of the window was four feet off the ground, and the top of the window was about eight feet off the ground or so, maybe nine feet, not sure exactly. These eyes were at the top of that window. Really not sure what I was seeing. I waved my hand up towards the eyes. The eyes kind of jumped back and then came back looking down towards me. I swear to you, I could see the window fogging up from its breath. I freaked, pulled the blanket over my head. I couldn't scream, but I was so scared I just lay there. Not sure how long, but I must have fallen asleep. Mom woke me up and told her what I saw. She just said I had a bad dream, but I know I was not dreaming. I share the story with my brother years later. He had a similar event happen to him at the same house. I'll let him share that. I have another story I'll share soon. My name is Gary, or Jerry. Jerry. Thanks again for having an avenue where we can share experiences and not be ridiculed and laughed at. Jerry, thank you so much for that. And um, there's, I'll, I wonder just how many kids out there um, once were children and present day children who have seen something look in the window at them and they're too scared to tell the parents or the parents shrug it off. I'll bet you there's a pistol of children out there, especially rural living kids who may have had these experiences and they are keeping it buttoned up inside. That's not too cool. Hopefully this channel is getting to them possibly and helping them out, right? Jerry, you got other, you got other experiences you want to get in? Get them in, man. Get them in. They will be shared. Well, this might be good. We'll see. Title. Pissed off. Hi Steve, I've been watching you on YouTube for a long time now. I can relate to when you get pissed off and let F-bombs go. I'm so frustrated with all the lies. We're being told. I have no patience left. I can't even watch the news anymore. It's going on every day all around us. Who determined we have no right to know the truth and why? I'm so angry all the time. I've never seen a Bigfoot, but I certainly believe. I do not like authority at all and definitely left, let no one tell me what to do. I will not get that. I will not get the dreaded COVID shots as I do not believe in all this insanity. I seriously don't have many choices left for work. I've been employed for 21 years at the same company. I've noticed that employers are now asking if you're vaccinated before hiring, which limits what I do for a job. 
I cannot quit and I hope to find another position anywhere else. We are lied to every day, regardless of where we live or work. Why is this acceptable? Because I have, because I have a no shit attitude and I don't follow the crowd, I'm labeled difficult? I doubt I will be around long enough to finally see the truth, but I wish I was. Just to say I told you so. Keep telling us the truth. As I look to you for my sanity, also know as a woman, I can't let my mouth f fly with you. Also know as a woman, I can't let my mouth fly with you. Thank you for all you do, Steve. Nancy Green Lazier, Lazier, Banff, Alberta. Nancy, thanks for that. Been to Banff. I know it's frustrating, Nancy. You know what I've been doing lately, you guys, to be honest? I've been, uh, I just, it doesn't matter what store I go into, I'm not going to tell you what stores I want to do to keep the employees safe, but the stores I go into now, I go in without a mask. I don't give a shit. It's humiliating to me to wear a mask. They do not work. The vaccinations don't work. Social distancing doesn't work. And if it did, we wouldn't be in this bullshit state that we are today. That's a fact. It's humiliating to me to, to act like a stooge. So I just go in now without one. I go, I'm not wearing it. Kick me out or take yours off. I don't give a shit. I'm not wearing it. And so far, 100% is, is a positive uh, reaction to me doing that. So somebody's got to start ending the bullshit, right? Somebody's got to start. I'm not doing what I'm told by anyone. I'm doing what's right. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. If, if you do not agree with me, that's great. But we're still here together, right? Agree to disagree. If you're scared, don't go out of your house. <laughs> it's too easy. Now, uh, one more mention. You know what? I went to, when I was a kid, we all played hockey growing up. A friend of mine was, we went to speed skating to get better at hockey. My friend got real good at speed skating and started winning medals. With it. He was due to go to the Olympics. But anyway, getting back titled. This is back, I remember it was back when there was a psychopath in British Columbia killing, he was a mass murderer, killing young men. Young men? Oh man, it's, it's slipping my mind right now, but I remember it was back then. So what are we talking? Early 80, 80s, early 80s? Anyway, I got invited along to go to a speed skating training camp with the Olympic gold medalist as a coach and another guy in Banff. And we went up, we had to ride our bikes up a old dirt road, which I think was south of the town. And there was a kind of a hippie-ish kind of guy there that operated the camp. There's like five or six cabins in a row. And I don't know why, but I never forget this. Somebody brought up Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, and that guy said to us, there's only three of us kids standing there. I think we were around 15. 14? Anyway. And I'll never forget that guy said that one time, something woke every single person up in every single cabin. There's like 30 kids there. And something went through the camp in the middle of the night, and everybody woke, shot wide awake. Like, no way. And I started to tell somebody else, I went to ask him, and he said, I didn't say that. And he didn't want anybody in our group to know anything. But I'll never forget that. He said that. It was very interesting. Interesting thoughts. He said, Banff, that's what I remembered. I guess that little story to share is kind of lame, but it's a memory of mine. All right. One more. I'm cold. I got to go in and see what I got on my fishing camera. Help Sarah get some stuff done. <clears throat> 
Nobody's home right now, actually. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm just going to be here pretty quick. Sasquatch Setting, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Greetings, Steve. We are Stephanie and John Adam, and we're in our mid-60s. We moved to Pagosa Strength. We moved to Pagosa Springs, Colorado this past year. Both John and I are from Bremerton, Washington, on the Kipsap Peninsula, very close to the Olympic Peninsula. That was a gorgeous area, heavily wooded, and we often heard friends tell about Sasquatch sightings. John was a logger and a heavy equipment operator. He has seen Sasquatch footprints, and we both heard knocks and howls in the woods on our hikes, but we never had a sighting. It didn't happen until we moved to Colorado. I was prompted to write because of the Pagosa Springs sighting you read a day or two ago. On Memorial Day this year, John and I were driving home in Highway 160 from Treasure Falls, about 15 miles east of Pagosa. Our eyes were forward on the highway on a dry overcast evening. About 5.30 p.m. when something ran so fast across the highway that, we, that both of us were stunned. I'll never forget our mutual response. We turned toward each other, dreamlike, and said to each other simultaneously the exact same words. Did you see that? What was that? We have lived all over the U.S. I've spent time in Europe as a student and together have seen our share of large mammals. We have learned the local deer, elk, and bear and know to expect them on the road since they are frequent car collisions with deer in our area. What we saw run across the road that day was no deer, elk, or bear. It ran so fast, covering about 50 yards in what had to have been less than a second. It cleared the highway in what seemed to be one step. It was moving so fast we couldn't really tell. All we can recall are wild swishes of stringy red fur and bits of moving arms and legs. It ran across the road. As it ran across the road, we could see the arms passing behind the torso, classic Bigfoot run. So we could tell it was not a bear. When it got to the edge of the road, it scrambled up a steep 30-foot slope and disappeared. The creature had run out of the creature had run out of a large ranch near the San Juan River from a couple hundred yards below off the highway. It ran into the National Forest. The Wominucci Wilderness area is right there. The mountains surrounding are volcanic. There are lava tubes and caves everywhere, and there is abundant game and cover. We are grateful to you and David P. for providing a forum where people can share these experiences. Blessings for the New Year, Steve. Thank you very much for you guys, you two, sharing that with us. And uh, Okay, so obviously logging, you know a lot of people have seen these experiences in Washington State. It'd be great if you were still in contact with them to see if they have any knowledge they could share. It's going to be a lot of people that appreciate it if they would share it here with us. Uh, now I'm starting to get a good handful of these red in this one folder. That's good. All right, what do we got? This one's this one's a long one. Holy, that's one of those long ones I found yesterday. I think it's too late to read that right now. Hopefully tomorrow. What's this one? Another mega long one. All right, here we go. Mark, this is red. Ex-law enforcement, deathly silent. First off, 54 years old, I was in law enforcement for a time, was sent to Camp Lejeune to become a sniper by the agency that I was employed by. So I observe everything closely and have 
many firearms that I'm very proficient with and like to give back free of charge training of what I have learned in combat shooting. Somebody's home. Also after that, I went, to the, I went into the logging business. That's for another time. I'm not scared of death and I've been shot and stabbed and have taken life. I live in Cross, South Carolina, right between Lake Miriam and Lake Moultrie. Here we go. This was a clear moonlit winter night in approximately 2016. I looked north toward Lake Miriam and the only way I can describe it is if you see the movie Battlefield Los Angeles when the alien spacecraft slowed down before landing. The round puff of smoke, that was it. I'm close enough to hear the boats in the lake and this looked like it would have between this would have hit between the shore and me. 30 minutes and I can walk to the lake. There was no sound. The next was a sunny morning around 9.0930 hours of 2017. I just opened my back door to my house to just catch the morning sunshine and no sound, and I mean no sound. I live a little over three quarters of a mile from the well-traveled highway and I could hear the vehicles on it. I had my wife come and listen and it was as if we were deaf. It lasted for five to ten minutes. Next, we have seen many lights in the sky that could not be explained and sounds like the wind in the trees but no wind. The heavy steps in the woods next to the house. I live right off a dirt road so it goes, so it does get peaceful at times. And my one of three boxers, the oldest, will bark at a certain point in the woods. I look, but I could not detect anything. Lastly, the last weekend this month, and year, lastly, the last weekend this month and year, a person on a horse was riding by and it stopped. This little patch of woods that divide my house and the neighbors about 80 yards or so wide. The rider tried for at least 10 minutes to get it to go forward and she tried hard, but it would turn around and would try to go back the other way it came. But finally she did get it to continue, but it looked spooked. All I want to say for now, thank you Steve, my name is Philip D. Heatley. Use my name, Ethel. That is the Marine training coming out. If they don't believe me, you are right. Common sense is no longer used and can't be taught to someone that doesn't want to learn. Philip, make sure you, re you email back, all right? It sounds like there's a bunch of shit going on by you. And that means a bunch of shit's gonna continue to go on by you. And if you have a bunch of information from what's going on around there, make sure you get it to us if you think it's gonna help somebody, right, man? And be safe. It's pissing rain. Sir's back, I gotta go. I gotta get us wet cold stuff and uh, carry on with the rest of my day. And tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, I'm gonna go to another river in the middle of, somewhat in the middle of nowhere, and see what can happen. Talk to you guys shortly.